Welcome to Opiso, a resource from Solano Community Church. My name is Rebecca Jones, and I'll be your host today. Opiso means follow in the language of Jesus' day. And the Opiso podcast is a space where we, as the Solano Church community, can explore what it means today to find and follow Jesus. So wherever you are on that journey, we're happy that you're with us. Okay. Um, hey, everyone. Um, this is the fifth episode of Opiso, um, and today we're going to be talking about stewarding creative gifts for the kingdom. Um, and I'm super, super excited because we have such a great round table of people who just have a wealth of experience talking about um, creativity and using it for the glory of God. So um, before we get started, obviously, like if everyone can just go around and just say who they are, what is their creative medium and how did you get into kind of like yeah stewarding your creative gifts we can go this way all right my, my name is miguel and um my creative medium is anything that has visual or sonic qualities i like um film um but I guess I mostly spend time doing music, so, yeah. Um, I'm Tracy, <coughs> excuse me, Tracy Brown, and my creative gifting is in the visual arts, so mostly painting, I've done sculpture as well. Um, and I love, I love a lot of visual arts, but I haven't developed all of them. Uh, my name is Monica Chang, and my creative medium, I would say, is mainly in the visual arts as well. Um, watercolor, collaging, anything that really gets me off the computer is great. Um, I love collaging, like I said, um, and refurbishing, repurposing things that I kind of find in um, thrift stores. Um, we can go more into that later. But. Mm. Um, but I left out, so for professionally, I work um, as a graphic designer and art director. Um, so just storytelling through visual arts. Mm. Um, I'm Lauren, and I um, work with visual art, mostly like watercolor and oil painting and just trying out different things. Um, and then I would say I also teach high school art, and that can be like a really, like I get to use a lot of creativity in that process and like help people kind of use their creativity as well. So yeah, it's be my two kind of mediums right now. Dope. Um, okay. Um, I am super excited to be a part of this group because I think a lot of you guys just have like a long track record just doing this. Um, uh, I, I'm you like, trying to say we're old? No. Yeah, I think I've spoken to Miguel um, a little bit and Lauren about like just uh, I'm, I really like songwriting and that's kind of like the primary way that um, my expression comes out. And I think um, being able to hear just different perspectives on how um, we consider like creative gifts to be something to be stewarded over and to um, put some responsibility um, behind them is like super um, important and I think we don't necessarily talk about it a lot explicitly in the church so I'm really grateful for this space. Um, I want to hear a little bit about how you guys define creativity um, because I think that um, although it's something that often is brought up in kind of like an, an artist space 
Um, I think this is something that could theoretically just be, um, it's pretty multifaceted. For you guys, I'm just curious to hear the variation. What is that creative, what does creativity really mean for you? Yeah, I think creativity, the way that I see it is um, that God is, if God is like the source of all creation, um, creativity has to do a lot with order and helping things come into order, whether that's problem solving or making something beautiful out of something that um, maybe wasn't as beautiful before. Yeah, piggybacking off of that, um, what initially really drew me to graphic design was that you're fusing together not just something that's beautiful, but something that solves a problem and fills a need. So it's like puzzle work. And so if you kind of expound on that um, and to make it more accessible to people who might not necessarily do art or music, for me it's sort of how do I live in a creative way that might fill a need, that might express God's love. You know, we're doing this series on love um, in our past Sundays. And it's just what are the needs that we see around us and how do we um, fill those needs? Yeah, one thing that comes to mind for me is like connections and like making connections between things and how we get to like make something new as we kind of filter in all the experiences and things in life and yeah, generate something new. And then I think about that as then having something to give. And um, it's interesting to think about that with God as well because he doesn't have to make new connections or combine things that already exist, but we get to... Um, he just creates like from himself and um, yeah I just think about creativity with that like making these new connections and um, yeah generating something new to like offer yeah it's a great question I um, am realizing more and more with my years um, that creativity is beyond like the arts yeah, and, and um, my my main income comes from um, psychotherapy and coaching and private practice, and I'm realizing that like all my work with clients is a form of creativity because even though you know there's there's very formal training, it's also like people's lives are a form of creativity, like mm -hmm. how you live your life, how you live your day, and um, so I'm and and there's ideas that like through this collaboration with them that I come up with or questions that I come up with or certain, you know, there's just certain interweavings that happen in that process that form hopefully a better life um, for them and a healthier life for them. And, and I see that like in my, in my visual, the visual work that I do, if I show up um, with a plan, it's like rarely, I mean, it may have a semblance of that plan but it usually evolves into something else and I think that's definitely like if I don't resist the Holy Spirit like something new will come out of it than um, than I originally had planned or or forecasted <laughs> for the project or the effort that I'm putting into it mm. no that's so good I feel like there's so much there um, but I think one thing that's like standing out is thinking about the way that like we are equipped with our gifts to be able to serve other people um, and that's like a really beautiful way that I think we get to glorify God 
I think um, this is Ephesians 2.20, but it says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Um, and like thinking about the ways that um, in some ways, because of our creative, um, whatever, inclinations, we kind of express the heart of the Lord. Um, that's like, I don't know, Kieran, do you guys maybe want to speak to um, particular ways that the Lord has kind of like used you to, um, uh, yeah, glorify him through his creative gifts, maybe through serving or maybe someone's, I don't know, feedback to your work or something? Well, I don't know about um, feedback through my work yet, but I, in terms of like the workmanship verse that you brought up, um, like going back to the roots of like God as creator, I feel like God is also loves delegating and, you know, like right when he creates humanity, he allows them to, you know, um, steward the land and, you know, problem solve or connect the dots between um, the names of the animals and their, you know, how they look, like Adam, you know, doing that. So I feel like he delights in um, delegating and I guess, um, I don't know, I, I appreciate the opportunity to be delegated some of those abilities to serve. And I don't know, for me, like the church has always been the place where the service has most manifested um and even like starting off as a little kid like when we had transparencies you know <laughs> moving those when people were singing along you know mm -hmm. do you even know what that is Rebecca? No. <laughs> 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 it goes back right. to being old. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, yeah. So um yeah and I would say when I did step away from church uh, in my heart, uh, in terms of like sharing those gifts with like the world, it wasn't as fulfilling, you know, I would say. Um, it was sort of, there was a kind of like an industry behind music that was pretty shallow. And, and so, um, to find that the church was the place where I could f use those gifts to have that like, kind of like resonance or the feedback of like the Holy Spirit or people being blessed, you know, by it. Um, that's when I found like the most satisfaction in my heart, you know. I found it really interesting that people, you know, I have this portfolio career, I guess, <laughs> because I'm not, I'm not active in my, my art as much as I was before. I had like four year period where I was doing both and was in, you know, galleries in San Francisco, but, and now I'm just like. I have, I have little droppings of that, um, and, and hopefully it will flourish again soon. So this is, this could be the inspiration. <laughs> so the, but the thing that I've noticed over the years is that people that know me always want to know about the art. They always want, like if they're checking in with me, they always want to say, are you painting or are you doing that? And, and also like when I first, it, I was kind of a late bloomer. I was, I don't know. 28 when I started um, painting and I thought it was too late for me to, to do it and it was so my path also has inspired people because 
I think they thought like, oh, I didn't know this about you. And all of a sudden, you know, you're in a gallery and a year later and I was just, and so like that, I think that's something that I didn't realize that just pursuing what I've been given was a inspiration for people. And then I think even the word inspire is, I can't remember the exact root of it, but I know it has God in there. So mm. I, I find that really like that's part of why I need to keep creating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's really awesome. And I feel like, okay, there are two things that I think both of you guys have said that I really want to kind of like bring, uh, touch on. First off is like, I'm curious hearing your story, Miguel, thinking about like why you, um, maybe the way that you felt super uh, encouraged by the body of Christ to use your gifts and, um, I guess I'm questioning, do you feel, to what extent do you feel like this was kind of like the call on your life to speak to the church, right? Because I think this is a question that I kind of want to hear everybody's take on, but, you know, what role can can creative uh, gifts and just creativity play in, uh, like, the fallen world, right? Like, when we're speaking maybe outside of the church, how have you guys kind of seen, like, what is your inspiration for creating? You know, I think, like, I think in my personal story I think when I'm when I my ideal in terms of the things that I produce I it's definitely more to my friends who are like not believers for them to kind of be able to understand that there's like a genuine intimacy that we're allowed to experience with the Lord that's like what invigorates me to want to write anything mm-hmm. but I think in some ways I think each one of us has been given almost a conviction for like our art like what what are we doing this for what inspires you to create and I'm curious to hear you first maybe Tracy because um uh, I know a little bit more about your story and you know the trajectory that you took and in, in coming to coming back coming back to your faith, but then also um, using your creative gifts. What was your initial inspiration to to create? And then I kind of want to hear from everybody. I'll try to give you the short answer to that. So when I was in college, I took fine art courses and I love them and I remember I had a role reversal with my dad he said you should major in fine art and I immediately said I can't do that I want to make a living and so I majored in international relations and so it was always kind of just there it was just there like I enjoyed it but it was not a possibility beyond just kind of like taking a class here and there And then um, I was in the corporate world in management and international relations. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so, you know, it was good experience. Um, I got a good paycheck. uh, And then I just had this like stirring in me that said like, this is not your path after seven years. And and I kind of knew that from the beginning, but it was like, like bothering me and then I but I didn't want to go to just another telecom company and get another promotion and all that stuff so I took a leave of absence and all I knew was that I wanted to do something creative and I wanted to help people live their true path in life and that's all I had to go on so it started with um I think it was I would tell that to people and then I had three different people that didn't know each other recommend the artist way and it, it it does have a spiritual underpinning she doesn't I don't know if she's a believer or not per se I've always been curious about that but she definitely has God in her book and so she would have prayers like 
you know, she, anyway, it was just this unfolding of any blocks that you may have to your creative path. And it really, it really helped me. It was a <clears throat> big part of why I, I don't think I would have been an artist if I hadn't done that book. It's kind of like a workshop almost. And I started out with like a dime store, um, watercolor set, like literally like a, you know, a drugstore children's watercolor set. And I just did these little teeny tiny watercolors and it just delighted me. It made me feel like I was alive, even though it was so, I was so, I mean, it was just, it was like a little kid watercolor. It wasn't fancy, um, outcome, but it, it was like, I was enlivened by it. And that to me was, even though I didn't know, I wasn't, I didn't, hadn't come back to my faith fully at that point. I was almost like deist at that point and agnostic deist, I would say. And cause my intellect was always in the way. And, uh, so that's like what got it started. And then I wanted a, I wanted a partner in that cause I still had a lot of fear about creating. And so I ended up, um, finding a artist that this was very, this was like a God thing because I wrote in my journal exactly what I wanted. I wanted somebody that wasn't a starving artist. I wanted somebody that was kind and um, prolific and all these things. I had all these things in my journal about what I wanted to kind of support my creative path. And this this man from Thailand was an hour or um, a block and a half away. And when I met him for tea, he said, do you want to paint this afternoon? And we just painted every day for a year. Mm. And then a gallery approached him. He was already in a gallery. Gallery approached him and said, do you want to be in our gallery? And he said, oh, I already have a contract, and but you should talk to Tracy. I just had my work in a cafe for the first time. And she said, I want, she came and the owner came and she said, I want all of them except for this one. And, and that was like, like for four years, I was in this in downtown San Francisco. I was in a gallery, and mm. um, and then I had children, and it kind of went <laughs> went the other way because I couldn't do everything. Um, you went to the peanut gallery. Yeah, so now I'm like in this once a year in this <laughs> this little group show, and I have you know one or one to three pieces. So it's a smaller, more humble <laughs> effort, but um, it's it's like I feel like God wanted me to have that path. It was like there was so much serendipity and, and God was like in the center of that. Mm. And it was like, you don't believe you can, I'm going to show you like anything's possible through, through God. Mm. Does anybody else want to follow that? Yeah, I can share a little bit for me. Um, when I was in high school, I was just kind of like becoming more aware of like, wow, our world is like really broken. There's a lot of needs and was like, I want to help. I want to like offer some tangible like help with this. And so I went towards like the medical field and nursing um, and still pursued art and had some great experiences like in high school getting to make art. And then, yeah, ultimately through like a longer path of getting into nursing school and kind of having that same experience of Tracy of being like, oh, I don't think this is like the path I'm meant to go on. Like I realized that God was leading me towards making art as a way to, um, to love others and to like serve and to maybe bring healing, but maybe not in a physical sense, but, um, to, yeah, use art to, um, 
yeah, bring things together or like honor people. Um, and yeah, I think I find a lot of inspiration in just that process of maybe taking something, um, yeah, taking this someone's story and like sharing that through a painting or yeah, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. But it's interesting to reflect on that path of going from like working in moving towards the medical field and then going into art and trying to find those connections and those same themes. But I think one of them has been kind of like restoration or like healing through that. But. I feel like art is very healing. Mm -hmm. It has the power to heal. And yeah. So like I, I resonate with that because mm -hmm. I also, my, my dad's a doctor and the goal was that I would continue in that line, mm -hmm. but it just wasn't what I was like passionate about. But then through, you know, art or music or those mediums can actually bring catharsis and processing for people, you know? And so, yeah, I, I, I resonate. Yeah. Kind of like what you said about bringing like order, right? Like we have this sometimes making sense of the different mm -hmm. things in our lives, like getting to, write a song about something or paint it and then show it to another person. And I think connection with others is a way to serve people outside of the church even too, and like have those deeper conversations maybe with people like through art or, yeah. Mm -hmm. I was just gonna say to Miguel that your when I first came to Solano, your music, I was in a season that was very, very challenging and I, I remember there was multiple times where I had tears that would come out when you were playing and um, so I think it was very healing mm -hmm. and affirming mm -hmm. and and I think God spoke to me through through the music so mm -hmm. it wasn't just Pastor Andrew's sermons it was both mm -hmm. yeah I'd say multiple Sundays I'd be like whoa where did he get that version of that song that's <laughs> been around for you know so long and I feel like you bring in the, this different flavor of um, it's like the tradition is there but then with some sort of a spin on it that just makes it really refreshing mm -hmm. yeah oh, thanks. yeah um, and so for me um, it's very similar to all of you kind of grew up just with this inclination to do art. I remember art projects, they weren't even art projects, they would be school projects, but I would turn them into art projects. Mm. Um, and I wouldn't do them for extra points or anything. It was just like, I just had fun creating. Um, and so come around to college applications, you know, growing up in an immigrant family, it was sort of like, okay, my choices were be a doctor or a lawyer or go into business. And um, I wasn't really drawn into to the medical profession or the law, you know, um, the law side of things. And so was, I did marketing. <laughs> um, and I remember flipping through the course book during my freshman year at college and finding this thing called graphic design. And I just had no idea that you could even do that as a living. And I remember calling home. And talking to my parents see if I could switch my major and they're like no you should stick with your business degree and so you know I did I did it um, I but I remember my senior year I was taking something like 
statistics and economics and accounting and was just drowning. And I had one more elective that I needed, so I decided to take drawing. And um, that was sort of like my, my outlet. Um, and it was when I knew I, you know, could look forward to it and, and come alive doing that. Um, but I still, after graduation, went into um, a business marketing sort of profession. Um, but about a couple of years in, I went through a, sort of a health issue and I had to quit my job. Um, and in that time, I sort of just was shed of all these things that build up your identity, you know, like your, your profession and what is it that you do and um, sort of had a crisis of my identity. Um, and it was actually in that time that God um, showed me this verse that you have here, you know, that he's filled people with all kinds of work, like engravers and designers and embroiderers and really specific details, you know, like blue, purple, scarlet yarn and fine linen. And um, that was sort of my aha moment of like, whoa, you can use art to worship God. And it sounds silly now that I say it because it's like, of course. But back then that was nowhere in my, you know, what I had learned in the church setting or in just uh, Christianity. So um, God just kind of opened up doors for me to go back to school to um, study art to do design school and you know during the interview they said bring in a portfolio and I was like I'm a business major I don't have a portfolio um, but then I remembered that I had taken you know these drawing classes and that's all that I had to bring in and um, all that to say I just feel like God doesn't waste anything you know for people who are kind of thinking like Tracy was saying it's too late you know to get started it's like mm -hmm. God uses all of the experiences that he has put in your life and um so it's really see it's really really neat to see that he cares and he can kind of weave it all together mm -hmm. I'm just curious um about your guys's uh process do you consider like creating to be like a spiritual discipline for you? Like, how do you manage just setting aside the time? Because I feel like time is really what kills a lot of you know creative projects and stuff. How do you prioritize using your creative gifts? I feel like right now I'm I'm not doing that much. Being married has changed my time, <laughs> my time. What do you call it? Timeline. Time, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think when I was single, I definitely had a lot more time to dedicate to those things. Um, so I think I just have to adjust now, but I usually find like being in nature or being somewhere where I can, or I have space to think. And then that is, that's when a lot of the, like the creative juices start to flow a little bit. Um, yeah. The transcendent is always what inspires me. So if if I'm around things that speak toward that, whether it's like creation or another piece of art or some kind of like truth that I've been thinking about, mm -hmm. um, those are the things that like drive me. So it's mostly passion driven now. I, I would say I'm not that good at being disciplined. Yeah. I 
really like this question because I'm in the season of being, I feel like I'm being called to come back into my creativity in a way, potentially in a way that I have never um, allowed it to be. And I have this, I don't have the excuse of not enough time anymore because my children are both in college now. So I'm a some people say emptiness, but I like the term free bird. It's a, it's a new, the newer version. Um, so, and one of the things that, I guess I have two things to say on this. One is I need to remember that my pump needs to be primed all the time. Like I, it's not just about producing. It's about like being like inspired and having, um, inputs that like God gives me. And then I, and then I just like desire to have that come out of me and flow over and so part of that for me is when I travel I can and especially internationally because I just get really stimulated by that so that's something that's on the horizon and then the whole thing with self-discipline I've that I've, that's been a huge challenge for me because it's not something I have to do like my job it's it's something I get to do or I want to do. And so it's really, really, it's always been really, really challenging for me. But I recently heard a, a clip of a sermon from Joyce Myers that talked about the fruits of the Spirit. And the last one that's shared is self-control. And she talked about how people have excuses all the time for self-control. Like, oh, I'm just not good at that. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you were given, these are the fruits of the Spirit. This is in the Bible. You are given self-control. You're just not using it. And so I was like very convicted by that. I'm like, oh, like I have this. I'm just not using it. So it's, it's like, I don't have an excuse anymore. And I need to pray. I just need to pray before I do it and just show up. So I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm ready. You know, I just, just use me. And so that's going to be, I, I'm just, and you know, and I don't have to, it's, it can be in small steps, but it's, I have no excuse anymore. I can't say I'm not good at this. God's given it to me. I just need to use it. You're making me think of this verse that's here. It's Romans twelve six. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, and prophesy in accordance with your faith. And I think the thing that this verse is getting at, which I think is pointing to, I think what both of you guys are touching on, is that like I think the Lord definitely calls us to certain things in different seasons, right? And thinking about the ways that, I don't know, it may not be through a creative, the you know, conventional creative medium that the Lord is calling you to use your creativity in this season, you know, being married and transitioning and, um, or it might be, you know, we don't know, but I think um, kind of having our hands open to see where the Lord leads us, like, it's super inspiring. And, like, we should be praying for each other to be able to step mm -hmm. in and be faithful to the call that we have in our lives for this season. So excited to see what, what's coming next for you, Tracy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, As a free bird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, one thing that I've been learning a lot in the last couple of years is... Um, the idea of integration and I mean it comes with being married and kids and even how do I integrate this creative side with making a living to support you know family um, and just less thinking in siloed terms 
you know. Um, of course, it's nice to get away and have your own time. But I find that sometimes the most freedom that I feel I'm creating has been with my kids because they have this, like, they don't care if it's right or wrong or if it's in, you know, in the back, in the lines or, um, and it allows me to make mistakes and be okay with that and just explore. Um, and it's something that I want to do more. I don't necessarily do sure. it, but, you know, um, it's just a reminder to, like, it's okay to just play and see what comes of it. And even being in this conversation with all of you, I would never have had the chance to meet you and hear more of your stories. But I just feel like God is at work in all these things, you know, and mm -hmm. so looking for opportunities to see how they come together and inspire your work later on mm -hmm. is really cool. perfectionism I think is uh, something that holds me back from yes. yeah. allowing myself that discipline because back to for me transcendence is like the one of the motivators for creativity for me so like I want to make something that's transcendent also which is a high like bar mm -hmm. but um, sure. yeah. yeah but I, I feel like that is like I think of the verse that says you know let each person be careful how he builds you know some people use like straw and I can't remember like other things and then gold and at some point at the end of time that all you know God is gonna burn away everything and the only thing that will stand is the kingdom and so I think of that when I create art but maybe that's a little too much pressure you know <laughs> but at the same time I want to strive for something transcendent mm -hmm. but uh, perfectionism is something that like that children bring that children don't really have that I could learn from you know also I wonder if it's that we're not actually creating and it's the Holy Spirit that's creating and just using us so that that I guess I'm wanting to entertain that because of that pressure that I have too for perfectionism and and then I don't even start anything mm -hmm. Because I want it to be good. I want it to be great. I want it to be wonder. I want it to be like, you know, like, I don't know. Like, I, I, that's what I want. Of course, if you're going to spend time and energy and, you know, your soul, um, then you want it to be worthy. And I think it, that perfectionism stops me. But that's the perfectionism comes from my ego. That's how I see it. And if I can think of it as if I pray before I do anything and think of it as the Holy Spirit is working through me and it's not me per se, mm -hmm. then I think I would have a lot more freedom and the perfectionism would just um, scale away. Yeah. Yeah, um, on this stuff we were just thinking about dangers and traps of some spiritual giftings and I think this is definitely like mm -hmm. one of the major things. Um, we were talking about like, self-centeredness and self-glorification and stepping into like the freedom of, freedom of knowing that this is not necessarily about you. And I'm thinking um, in the last week or so, I've been thinking a lot about like intentions and motivations behind doing things. And I think um, when I was uh, young, I went to a really big church and they had this like uh, talent show for kids. And I was supposed to get up and like play guitar. It was like a Matthew West song. And I had practiced. I was ready to go. And I got on stage and I completely froze. It was like this like crippling experience. I was like eight or something, right? And I think up until last year, I had never like uh, played guitar or like sang or anything because it was just such a like traumatic experience for me. 
And I think it was um, when I first got to Solano, I met Jody, and she randomly uh, needed somebody to lead worship for the youth, mm-hmm. right? And I had like done some guitar stuff when I was in undergrad and in worship, so I was like, I know I could do it, but I really was struggling with like actually stepping over myself to do the thing that is really not about me. This is literally about worshiping the Lord and literally there's nothing else, you know? And it was like this like gradual process of God, like kind of showing me, it's like, okay, even if your voice isn't super strong, this is still about me and my spirit is still present. If we're, if this is really about leading and ushering the students into like having like this heart of worship, right? This is like bigger than you. Um, And me being so focused on myself, would not be glorifying to God at all, right? Um, mm. So I'm just curious, kind of like hearing, there's a, obviously a tension between kind of like the pride of man and being able to fully step into, you know, using that creative um, side for ourselves. So I don't know, can you guys speak to that tension that you've experienced? I have definitely experienced a tension. What, like a story that's coming to mind though is more of like the freedom, like you're kind of talking about. Like this summer I was working on some paintings um, and was gonna be showing them like right after they finished. And um, it was about the story of a woman. Um, and I was, yeah, telling someone else's story like through the paintings. And um, I could find like, there are moments where I could just get like kind of nervous, like how's this gonna turn out? How are people gonna like see this? And like, I just experienced a lot of freedom knowing like this is not about like impressing people. Like this is like, you get to be like a vessel to share. Um, and yeah, it's not about making it perfect, but like telling someone's story in like a powerful way or just like a heartfelt way. Um, and yeah, I felt like there was a lot of joy and like freedom and just getting to like paint and know that like, yeah, I was more of a vessel, like sharing something than like trying to center myself. Um, and I think I've been, there's a quote from C.S. Lewis in like the screw tape letters that has spoken to me about how like, he calls it like the enemy's role when he's talking because he's speaking about God, but like God's desire for us is to be able to create something and for someone else to say like, wow, that's really beautiful. And us to just say, yeah, like rejoice with others that like God has given us like the gifts that we have. Um, mm. And that, yeah, that's spoken to me that we don't have to like downplay or like turn away, but just to say, oh, like allow ourselves to be grateful. And ex- that with that experience of being an instrument of like beauty or whatever God is working mm. like through what we're creating like whether it's music or visual art or something like that mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it's his glory mm-hmm. yeah i i think that that um that's really good for the like my my desire is to see the church not afraid of perfectionism when it comes to spiritual gifts actually because mm-hmm. um, i think that solano has a lot of room to grow in that regard mm-hmm. um but yeah i i appreciate that like the way that you were sharing that because I do I would love to see how like others might like fill in some of these mm-hmm. spaces that the body of Christ is like gifted and equipped for you know like if fear man is holding mm-hmm. a salon, like the church member from exercising those gifts and how can how can that person get over it but also how can we create a culture where there isn't a sense of perfectionism also mm-hmm. 
And yeah. I have Colossians 3.23 here. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Mm, mm-hmm. Exactly. But I think that's important because uh, I don't know how it is for other mediums, but for music, there's there's trends, you know? And the human masters might be the trendsetters or the trend, the culture, what do you call them, culture shapers or the culture whatever, the, the people that deem this is relevant at this time. And I think that one thing that we can, or at least I try and have, again, it's probably the transcendence aspect that like pushes up against that, but I try and have not, I, I try and make room for things that aren't trendy, you know, per se. Um, because I think those those can kind of pigeonhole creativity. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so it's like that verse in Colossians is like the human masters might be like the trendsetters, the trend makers, and I'm like, yeah, I don't think mm-hmm. we should bow to them, you know? Mm-hmm. I just saw the Van Gogh immersive experience or something mm-hmm. like that. And I was thinking about his, you know, he's, I think his work is considered the most valuable in the world now, you know, like in terms of what people consider valuable. And in his lifetime, I think he never sold one painting, not one painting. And he was like painting all the time. He had tons of paintings and he even had a brother that was like a a broker in Amsterdam, I think. And that to me shows like you don't do your work for people, you know, because if he didn't create, if he said like he got discouraged and said like, oh, I'm not good or no one wants my work and he could have just stopped. He could have just stopped right then and there. And he has like, it's so, it's inspired some, you know, probably potentially millions of people. And so that's a really good testament, even though he wasn't a person of faith, like it's a really good testament of we just need to let the spirit move through us, not, not be directed by somebody giving us any accolade, whether it's a purchase, whether it's a compliment. If it's, if it's in you to be, to be expressed, it's there to be expressed, period. As you guys are talking, you should make me think of like, what a gift it is to actually be used by God. Like he doesn't have to use us, right? But he's like giving us this opportunity to partner with him. Um, Lauren is my roommate and she is like infinitely more creative than me and Alyssa like in every way and it's like super awesome because every single time like anything happens I feel like there's a very like, a linear way that I do things and Lauren is just working outside of it. You found some like leaves on the floor and then like strung them up like, <laughs> like I wouldn't even have seen them and um, yesterday it was made me think about this like you Lauren had put um uh, first Corinthians 13 like on our fridge she like made posters and put them out in Spanish but it was so funny because we had some people over there were not believers and like they just walk by the verse and they're like reading it and then they get into this whole conversation about religion and just like how they're how they've processed it and 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 it was such a blessing because it's like you using your creative spaces and maybe ways that you didn't even think that you were necessarily doing it was a way to kind of like point to the Lord and partner mm-hmm. with him and starting those kind of conversations. It's like, that's an honor. Praise God for that. Like, yeah. so mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. 
Thanks for saying that. Yeah, I feel like there's so much like taking a step that you don't necessarily understand or like know what it's going to lead to, right? But like following mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. guidance because like before that, I was like in the kitchen getting ready and I was like, should I leave this up? I'm not sure. And then it was like, okay, I'll leave it up. And then it led to that conversation or even making it was for something else, right? But the way God uses what we make, yeah, we have no idea, right? Like what it's going to lead to. And that was originally, yeah, originally for something totally separate. But yeah, I don't know, just listening and like, like seeing, like you're talking about the leaves, like I noticed them and took a picture and then um, just was struck by the beauty of them and then realized, oh, I could hang them up and then, oh, I could give them away to our neighbor or like whatever it is. And there's just like a, a winding path, right? Of like that we can be led on, which is, can be a joy to like get to see how that works out. I think Lauren's really good at using art for helping others. Like your the stuff that you were doing with the women... Yeah, that was, like, another really, like, intentional way of using art to bring awareness, you know. Do you want to speak to that a little bit? Yeah, well, I'm a part of, like, an organization that does art therapy, and so we work with women in the Bay Area who've experienced or been, like, in human trafficking, and, um, I mean, I think a lot of it, just what we do and why it's important, like, speaks to what we've been talking about, like, creating, like, from chaos we can kind of make sense of our stories and like we do collaging and different things like that or there's just a lot of um yeah they get to process and tell their stories through their work or we've been learning how to like doing like a step-by-step painting even just getting to use a new material um can it's just like can be empowering you know and we get to have this space where we get to make our decisions um and there are people who've like had a lot of that like decision making taken away or like lost a lot of control and you get to kind of regain that Mm. through making art um yeah so I think a lot of it too comes back to like for myself seeing learning a lot through the creative process about art and or about life like taking risks and play playing and so that comes in a lot with that work okay I have there's like two more things that I wanted to um get to real quick I wanted to get to the creativity in the church as the last thing but also, um, I wanted to ask you guys, um, how are you process kind of like consuming art um, that isn't necessarily coming from like a Christian worldview? Um, I'm just thinking about like um, this question of like, we see creativity kind of displayed in like all of like God's creation, right? And in some ways, like we're allowed to kind of like enter into um, like, the the depths of like the brokenness of the human condition and sometimes when we're like consuming other people's things I, I know in music just like hearing sometimes like I don't even listen to Kendrick Lamar or something and Drake Cole and just like the brokenness that he, they're describing and where it's like it it's it, it it speaks so much truth to a certain extent to just like how intense this situation is we have in, in the fallen world and I'm curious kind of like for you guys who have been in spaces that are more secular and stuff how do you consume art that's do you i don't know do you consume art um do you have that kind of like art that's not necessarily coming from a creative perspective do you feel like you have any limits on how you like think about it because i know that there's some people who have more like um i don't know there seems like to be a little bit of a polarizing thing of kind of like do we how do we mix secular or sacred do we ever do that and um, I don't know if that's something that like is interesting or you thought about. I'd love to hear your guys how you guys parse through it. 
I do feel like at some level there is the sacred is in the secular um, because God is like the verse that says that he is in, in all creation you know that he's speaking to each person and it is just a matter of whether or not we are open to receiving it um, as far as art I mean I think in movies and I feel like some actually some of the most beautiful stories come from secular storytelling because there's such a human um, story in there and then there can be a story of redemption in there as well. Um, I sometimes feel like um, Christian art can be too pure, <laughs> purified and um, not like not gritty enough but not in an unnecessary way if that makes sense. Um, because yeah, like people are suffering and there is a lot of, you know, hard things in the world. Um, but I don't know, for some reason, I think about, I used to uh, bart into Civic Center uh, for work. And if you've ever gone off at Civic Center, it's just like, it's not a pretty place. You know, there's a lot of homelessness. There's um, people just out on the streets and there's, the smell of urine and there, there are needles everywhere and there's this Burger King on the corner and with a speaker above its door and one time there was just classical music playing mm. and it was just this intersection of like wow there's so much brokenness and then there's so much beauty at the same time and how can this be and I think about that with God just being in our presence uh, just you know remembering that he is still here, he is still at work, um, and how do we, I don't know, yeah, just how do we make sense of it, and how do we uh, be more of that light in the world? Mm. Mm. Yeah, for me, um, in terms of uh, taking in secular art, I actually, I feel like I can take in more movies than I can music, because the music, if it has lyrics, and those words get stuck in my head, and if they are not, um, if, if they're not like positive words, then I, it kind of like grades on my soul. Mm -hmm. But I, I want to, you know, at least be aware of some of that. But for movies, like the movies that I like the most are sort of the grittiest ones, and um, there's a movie that I just watched uh, called The Fisher King by man I can't remember the director's name maybe it's Terry Gilliam or something like that um, and there's this I mean I, I love it the guy who's one of the main protagonists he struggled with trauma and so the movie's about experiencing trauma and trying to come out of it um, but I feel like those what the world brings is sort of the longing and the the cry for a savior or a redeemer or you know um, a creator or some kind of purpose or meaning so the the movies that are actually kind of like fluffy and pretty and that sort of thing I actually don't enjoy as much because um, they seem a little emptier you know even in the secular world so I like a good um, tragedy you know yeah yeah something that you said Monica that's making me think is just 
one of my favorite groups is King's Kaleidoscope, and the guy who uh, he's a Christian, it's a Christian band, and the uh, lead singer Chad um, was I heard him talk one time, and he was talking about how like for a long time he couldn't identify with a lot of like Christian music for some reason because he was saying that he didn't find that there was room to be able to speak to like the genuine vulnerabilities that we have mm -hmm. and like frustration and pains. And I think their work is super interesting because I think they're so good at like presenting so much of their brokenness, but like ending on a note of hope, like, <laughs> but we got of Christ, right? And I think that that's like a point of complexity, even the picture that you painted, like at that um, intersection is like such a beautiful thing, but that's actually really hard to achieve as an artist, right? To get to that place of like, um, being able to speak with such nuance, that's like a level of mastery that we can like pray that the Lord mm -hmm. can can give us, you know? Um, does anyone else have anything to add on that note before uh, we do the last question? Well, I know my most of my work um, was before I was I came back into my faith, and so now I've been. Um, I was gonna say struggling, <laughs> but um, I guess I'm inquiring. Maybe it would be a better way to say it about like how do I how how does this part of me come into my work besides just doing it and I've had I've had like mixed I've also done like mixed media in my painting and so I've and I've had words in my painting so I was thinking like oh I could do scripture but I don't want it to be like really obvious in a way I want people to just come up to a painting and like discover discover the scripture or discover the whatever it is that I end up putting in there so but I don't it's 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 just this like I want it to be accessible to all basically and not just believers and so I think I have done I did experiment with a couple pieces that the scripture was like really front and center and um that's okay. It's not like a bad thing. It, it has its purpose. And at the same time, I, I really like subtlety. And so that's something that I'm exploring about. And, I, and it's like God will decide, right, where, where it exists and if it exists. And so it's, it's something I've been exploring as I'm like re-entering. I feel like I'm re-entering my creative path in a way right now. Mm. Dope. Um, so this is the last question. Um, so obviously as a church body, this you know podcast is kind of produced in-house and thinking about ways that we can encourage each other um, as like the Solano community, but then just like the broader church body. It's like, how can, we, how can the church be a space for believers to cultivate their creative giftings? Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like um, Andrew has done some of that, you know, and a lot of it, I would say, because... You know, he, he majored, I think he double majored in, like, literature and classical guitar or something like that. And he has that um, passion for art and, um, you know, he's, like, a poet also and a writer. And so I think that he, he brings some of that into the DNA mm -hmm. of Solano. Um, and I know that a lot of... The leaders are also, you know, passionate about art. Um, but, yeah, I think it, it's all in there, you know, and it's just a matter of continuing to 
fan those into flame, I guess through celebrating them, you know, celebrating those things. And yeah, maybe we could do like an art fair or, you know, something like that. That'd be cool. I like the idea of celebrating. And I, I, there's something about the support, like support too. Like, because it's, there's challenges. I mean, you named some of them with self-discipline and perfectionism. And, and, and I think before we even started this, I think it was before we started the podcast, um, the, the whole idea of like mediocrity and are we allowed to be creative if we aren't, you know, what we would deem as good. And I think that's the part where we lose a lot of spirit or creative giftings because people are either, you know, they're there, it's in their head or in their heart, but they're not expressing it to themselves or to other people and or Mm -hmm. to other people. And so I think that to me is almost a greater need is to have some support and some legitimacy of the challenge of pursuing Mm -hmm. creativity, whether it's, you know, using your time, using, you know, and having God's strength and God's courage to be able to express it. Mm. You know, I, um, I remember, sorry, this is just going back to, um, we used to do sermon series that invited people to create art around it. So I remember a few years ago, we did this Ecclesiastes series and had people write about, or like make some kind of artistic expression regarding the book of Ecclesiastes. And there was like, it could be a poem, it could be painting it could be a photograph or whatever and i remember that was a cool really awesome thing so yeah and then to not to not squash um or i guess to like to eliminate perfectionism and just allow people to bring what they have Mm -hmm. would be great yeah i think that comparison is a sin too because mm-hmm. like if I compare my work to somebody else's or feel like I'm less than because of them, I, I feel like that's a sin. I, I've just been toying with that because I think a lot of times people don't do anything because of they think somebody else is better or I can't be as good as somebody else. Mm-hmm. And it's it's almost like, it sounds really maybe strange to see this but this way, but I've been thinking about it as it's this kind of twisted form of coveting And so anyway, that's something that I feel like it's really pervasive and I, I, I really want, I want to be free of that. And I want other people that have creative giftings or yearnings to be free of that. Yeah, that's true. I feel like in, um, in our world where like consumption is so high nowadays, right. And then added on top of that, the age of the social media and, I mean, the amount of information that we're consuming and the amount of visual art or music, you know, it's just overwhelming. And so then it, be, it does become easy to compare. And I kind of wonder if we need to even take it down a notch and just challenge people to do something creative but not post about it or not talk about it. You know, like, sort of like when, mm-hmm. when um, Mary received the word from the Lord that she was going to have be bearing Jesus, she contemplated it in her heart. And just kind of like it was between her and God. And I feel like that would be a really powerful exercise for me, at least, you know, to just like not 
broadcast to the world, hey, I created this. That's yeah. funny. I can imagine, like, Mary taking a selfie here. <laughs> Posting a selfie about... <laughs> that reminds me of what we were saying about, like, creating for, like, audience of one or, like, just for, for God, not for, like, mm-hmm. the praise of man. And just how that could be, like, a way to practice that, right? Just making something. Because I feel that in myself of, like, oh, I want to make something and receive recognition or mm-hmm. kind of, like, yeah, satisfying that. Like, the instant gratification of from making but just to say like yeah yeah, I'm just making this between me and God or like for the joy of it or yeah yeah, holding on to that Alessia she would she would probably get on my case that I need to actually amplify (laughs) like you know promote certain things because I do Mm -hmm. I do release stuff on like Spotify and never tell anybody (laughs) (laughs) but but I like that I don't know I, I never I don't want the accolades or whatever I just there's a certain like pleasure that you get from just creating things and you also like go by a different name too on Spotify which is like I feel like that's like a freeing thing we were talking about that oh, <laughs> like yeah. to just have you know this other persona that you can I don't know put stuff under so it's not so attached to mm-hmm. you and your identity I don't know. all right let's um close out here but if everyone can just go around and say like one word what, what would your one piece of advice be to somebody who's just beginning their creative process? Say, so do it with other people that care about you and your work. Pray. <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> um, say it's about loving God and loving your neighbors yeah it's I feel like it's more about the relationship than it about it is about the thing itself mm-hmm. yeah I think coming to entry is like trusting the process of it and like finding what that next step is and not needing to know like all the the next ones but kind of finding what that next thing is for you and seeing where that leads mm-hmm. Can I add one more thing to my <laughs> I would just say trusting that whatever that, you know, because there's usually, I think God plants that yearning or that, that desire. And so I feel like honoring that is really important. And like, because I used to be like, oh, I can't make money doing this or, or it's not going to be good. You know, I had all those negative things from our world that were in my way. And I could have just stopped there, but you know, I think it's it's about honoring it because it wouldn't you wouldn't have that if God didn't want you to express it. And it doesn't have to be you don't have to go you don't have to like start start and and be great. I used to think like I had I was comparing my my little watercolor things to like masters and that's not that's not the path. You know? It's it's about like everyone started from somewhere and to we don't get to see those beginnings of most people whether they're a musician whether they're a visual artist whether they're a poet we don't get to see their early work almost ever and I think that's something that needs to be acknowledged that everyone every single person was a beginner except for God Except for Mozart. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's right. He's a child prodigy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, yeah, I think I would just say the same thing, similar to the the sentiment behind the prayer, like call, just like having the humility to ask God to lead your path mm-hmm. on this and trusting the process and stuff. It's like there's so many there's so many ways that God could use creative creative gifts. So mm-hmm. prayer for direction. Okay, I'm gonna pray real quick before we uh, end out here. Um, thank you guys so much for being a part of this and sharing your experiences. Okay, um, Lord, thank you so much for who you are. God, we are gathered around here and we're always just trying to, like, we want to draw attention to you, Lord. Um, I pray that you would use um, us in the ways that you would see fit, Lord. We want, we desire to use our creative gifts if that's what you have for us, Lord. And I just pray that um, we could see you more in a new and creative ways, Lord, that you are the great creator. I pray that you would just, um, just encourage the Solano community to step into all that you have for us, Lord. Um, whether it be like through explicitly creative like um, gifts like you know visual arts or music or, or anything that we could um, potentially do to serve you that's not necessarily in, within those mediums as well God we just want to be um, we want to have our hearts and hands open to, to do what you've asked us to do Lord um, I just pray for um, yeah just protection for everyone who's here and who had the um, courage to share Lord and I pray that you would stir up that spirit in the broader Solano community Lord that we would be a space where people would be able to come in and, and use um, and steward their creative gifts Father um, we love you and we praise you in Jesus name Amen. Amen.